All right, cool. Hey, what's up, everybody? Got a great topic for you today. It's get more listings in 2022. And we're going to get down to it right away here. So I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar, 21 Mike team, joined by broker owner Tony Geraci. How's it going, Tony? I'm going to have you do your own intro today, if you don't mind. Of course. Well, thank you. Tony Geraci, broker and owner of Century 21 Homestar. Always uh, available. Call or text me is best, 216-374-1269. I'll put you on my schedule and help you with whatever you need. Yep. And that's your cell phone, Tony. I love that you give that out uh, and you're available, especially via text. That's uh, I've used that text line more than once to get my questions answered. So thank you for that. And of course, if you want to reach me, it's Mike at 21mike.com. Uh, we run a team called the 21 Mike team. We uh, had 555 sales last year on pace to beat that this year. And largely uh, our business comes from listings. You were about 50-50 on the team. Uh, 50% listings, 50% buyers. And of course, as everyone knows in this business, Tony, uh, listings drive the business. So much can come from listings. You can generate buyer leads, you can generate more sellers. And so what I wanted to do is just kind of have a quick brainstorm session with you today, talking about how, how agents can get more listings. We hit an all-time high last week at 127 active list, well, at, between active and pending listings. And as I was reflecting on how we got there, I thought it might be great to share some of some ideas with other agents on how they can get more listings because frankly that's what we need. So <clears throat> Tony, I'm sure you know the answer to this sort of trivia question, but what is what remains the number one source of business for realtors to this day? I mean, we get so hung up on leads and everything. What's the number one place that business comes from for re realtors? Well, the top three are uh, referrals, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like location, yeah. location, location. Exactly. Right? So you know exactly where I'm going with this. We get so hung up as agents, I think, on lead sources and, you know, buying leads from different places and, and who can I call? You know, should I buy these services and call strangers? The bottom line is that over two thirds of people when interviewed say that they either got a referral or they used their past agent. So sphere of influence, they already knew the, either the agent or the person who referred them. So I think that the number one place we should start when we talk about getting listings, uh, Tony, is the people that you already know. If you're not asking those people for referrals or asking them when they're thinking of selling, you are totally missing the boat. If you're leaping right to, oh, what, what who could I pay to give me leads? I think you're missing the boat. And as I look at our current listings, it's exactly that. It's our, ours is like 87% past clients in sphere of in, influence. So the number one thing you can do is call your people. And and Tony, I know we talk about this all the time. Talk about what that call sounds like. You know, agents tell me, oh, Mike, I don't want to bother the people that I know. I mean, how, how ridiculous is that? And give me an example, like how you would approach the people that you already know about asking for listings. Oh, definitely. Basically, that's why I, uh, the referrals come from anybody that knows you or you've just met. Uh, it just a referral means someone gives you a name of someone that refers you to someone else. But uh, a quick conversation is that it's like, you know, if you're the person I'm talking to, hey, Mike, do you, do you know anybody 
in real estate that you would use if you're looking to buy or sell a house? And if they say yes, most of the time they'll say no. If no, can I be that person? Can I be that person, your trusted advisor when you're ready? And, and if they go say yes, great. But I would also love to help your family and friends. Do you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell now or soon and into the future? I would love to connect with them and let them know that I'm here ready for them when they're ready. I'm not selling them anything. I just want them to have my contact information when they're ready. So if that I love it off the top of my head. That, no, and that's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. These are just conversations, people. If if you can't have conversations with people you already know, then I don't know how you're going to have conversations with people that you don't know. Strangers are going to be a lot harder on you if you're going to be door knocking or calling than the people that you already know. And if I call up Tony and say, hey, Tony, I was referred to you by Jason. That how about that for an icebreaker? You know, that is the best way to have a conversation with someone. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick here, Tony, is about referral sources. So it's one thing to say to um, uh, Jerry, hey, Jerry, are you looking to buy or sell this year? Well, chances are Jerry's only going to be selling every five to seven years. So, you know, he's not going to have a very productive call there, but he may know someone who's buying or selling. And the other thing is he may know referral sources. So as agents, I think it's important that we develop a network of referral sources. Now, Mike, what are referral sources? How about this one, Tony? Um, hey, Tony, do you happen to know an estate attorney? Do you happen to know a divorce attorney? You know, these are great referral sources. We should be collecting a pool of referral sources that we foster relationships with. Because while Jerry may only move every five to seven years, and maybe every five to seven years we get a referral from our friend Jerry, uh, referral sources are types of people who can give you business five, 10, 20 times out of a year. Uh, so Tony, as, as you think about these types of relationships we should be fostering, give me some other examples of referral sources that we should be asking our sphere of influence for introductions to. Do I have you there, Tony? Oh, you're cut. you're cutting out a up oh, there you are. You're cutting out a little bit. Oh, okay. Did you get the question? Yep. Uh, I was asking you for some other, other referral sources of, re of re referral sources. Yes. Sure. I mean, it could be anybody. I mean, I honestly, my personal opinion, anybody that has a, a, a sphere, a, a big network themselves and anybody, and if they have a job or their socials, not status, but their social, their trustworthiness in their social group <laughs> that, 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 that give you that. So I tell agents, anybody that could refer you, but other businesses, loan officers, I, uh, example, quick thing. I tell agents like, you know, what one thing you can do once a day, every weekday for a, a month is, uh, pick 20 different banks that have loan officers. They have a lot of traffic. Go and stop by once a month to say hi and give them your card. Remember you're there and you have 20 loan officers that you have to make one stop once a day, every day of the week. And you'll, and because you're in front of those, those people that those loan officers in those banks are sitting there, they can't leave and you don't have to make a call and you're stopping out and saying hi. So anybody that could refer you to anybody is open because it's not, there's no bad answer from asking for referrals. Yep. I have a couple really good ones for you. So to add to the attorney network, how about a handyman? So first of all, 
we give a lot of business to people like handymen, right? General contractors. One of my top re referral sources is a guy who is a general contractor, painter, handyman. He actually runs about 20 guys. Uh, he's in the Heights area, but he has become my number one source of referrals. I get to refer him a whole bunch, uh, but he also refers back to me. So, so not only can we use those types of people to refer to our clients, but if you're not talking to your handyman, you know, these people that you're giving business to, you should be asking them, Hey, when you go in people's homes, you know, do they ever mention, yeah, I'm getting the place spruced up to get ready to sell. You know, that's a great referral source, especially in our area. We have these pesky things called point of sale inspections where the, uh, cities require you to have an inspection and they give you a list of violations that you uh, need to cure before you can uh, actually, um, you know, sell your, your, your house. So, um, you know, that's a great referral source. And I have another one for you too. How about um, property Shut up, managers? Nigga, no one cares. Someone's jumping in here. Yeah. Yeah. Can you mute everybody? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Had someone crash in the party there. Uh, but yeah, how about property managers? You know, we, we, we talk about non-owner occupied as a good source of listings right now. Uh, people who people who are renting their houses out and deciding, hey, maybe it's a good time to cash in. Also, do you, do you have in your network a property manager who you refer? And when that property manager has an owner who says, hey, I'm interested in selling one or more of my properties, who, who does that property manager talk to? Hopefully it's you. So another great source of uh, potential listings. Tony, any others you, you thought of in the meantime here? No, well, the one question I, I talk to agents all the time, and even your question to you, put you on the spot a little bit, is, uh, well, I have some successful agents and they go, wow, you know, most of my business are referrals. I go, well, how many of them are, are passive referrals or some are, act, you know, you aggressively, not aggressively, but actively ask for the referrals. And a lot of agents usually say, even though they're successful, say, no, those were all people that just called me because uh, someone referred them. I go, just imagine how much business you had if you actually asked for referrals. So if anybody ever refers you business, anybody, uh, or gives your name out to someone, that's an active uh, referral source, start calling them. Don't just wait for them to refer you. Ooh, they're going to, hopefully they'll refer me to some, don't live by hope. Now start calling them more often on that. And then you can, and you're allowed to pay for leads, not business. So you could send someone a, a gift card for a cup of coffee for, thank you for giving my name out. You're allowed to do that legally. You can't pay for a sale, like after a sale, give them some, but Hey, thanks for a name. You reward the behavior of giving you your, your name out to someone and a lead. Uh, and they'll keep on sending people to you. Exactly. No. So we have a saying, Tony, we say, be proactive, not reactive. And you're right. The average agent waits for the phone to ring. They hope that their friends, their family, their past clients are going to remember them, call them or be at work and hear about a coworker who's uh, hearing, uh, thinking of selling. Oh, you should call Mike. Well, guess what, guys? That's not how it works. If you want to be really successful in the business, you have to proactively reach out to these folks. Um, there's a, you know, we like to talk about this from time to time. There's a particular coach who has this concept 
And uh, while we aren't huge fans of the coach, we love the concept. And it's that whole idea of if you had a hundred people, if, if you had a hundred people who would either use you or refer you, think about what that would do for, for your business. Figure, you know, if the average person moves every five to seven years and during that same time could refer you every five to seven years, even just one time, that's 20 to 40 sales a year from this group of a hundred people who are your fans, who are your, you know, cheer, cheerleaders. Uh, and uh, that concept is called the core 100. You, you, you've heard that one before, right, Tony? Oh, of course. And then also uh, staying in touch with your your buyers and sellers and ask them for referrals because they've already used you. So it's not just people, you know, everybody. So it's always, you know, and, and, and Mike, you do an excellent, excellent A plus check job of this, but we've seen it being both of us been in business <laughs> so long, but we see agents that have over the years that have had so much business. I've been in the business 20, 30 years and today they have no business because they never followed up with all of their past business, asking for referrals, just checking in on them. They would, they would have so much business today if they just would have followed up with their past business. So it's just, it sounds silly, but they just assume that they're going to use them again, but they don't. Like what, what statistic that you've heard that how many agents don't use, you know, how many agents percentage use the, the same agent? Like, was it like seven, 10% or something low like that? Yeah, it's, it's appallingly, it's appallingly low, <clears throat> but I have a buddy in, in Atlanta, very high, high producing agent. And he told me his number one regret in his business was that he didn't do a better job keeping in touch with all his past clients in his sphere and so forth. So and I, Tony, oh, go ahead. Oh, I actually even jump in and, and Mike, maybe you could, you might want to pick up on this too, because he probably might not do it as much. Uh, not that's bad. It's just a different idea <laughs> is when you sell one of your listings, keep in touch with that buyer that's in that list. And that's an, it's because agency, legal agency stops at the sale. You're allowed to call them. Chances are that buyer's agent, there's a good possibility in five to seven years when that seller uh, person who bought your buyer, bought your listing uh, might not uh, be in business anymore. They might not do a good job of it and also view you as a listing agent. So that right. buyer that bought your listing is a potential lead source and a potential client five, seven years from us. So if you're selling 20 listings this year, you could five to seven years from now, you could probably pick up half of those five to seven years from now, if you just stay in touch with the buyers that are in those listings. Isn't it amazing, Tony, how uh, the public thinks of us as a buyer's agent or a seller's agent. And uh, I actually got that idea from a, an, an agent here who sends cards like anniversary cards to all the clients involved in the tra transaction, and they are a big listing team here. So definitely they're one of those groups that people think of as listing teams. So I think it's important to kind of break that mold and make sure that people understand that you can do both, that you're not just a buyer's agent. Right. And I'll just, and, uh, I'll just be blunt and say it is that there are a lot of people out there that have no problem using their brother-in-law, a, a friend of a friend for a buyer, buyer's agent, because they're not paying them anything and they're just running them around and they, they think they're a nice person. But when they put their money on, on the line, they have to write that commission check or it comes out of their proceeds and they have to pay for a commission. They're not going to use that same buyer's agent. It's a different interview process. It's not automatic. That's right. And, and Tony, speaking of the whole buyer versus seller agent type thing, 
I think that one of the big sources of listings that agents don't think about is your buyer leads. Now, let me explain that. Uh, we talk about scripts for buyer leads when they come in. You know, we get inquiries on our listings all the time. There is one critical question in that interview process, that buyer interview process that most agents omit. And it is, this is the home run question. Do you also have a home to sell? And I'm telling you, 99% of agents will not ask that question when they're interviewing buyers because they're so focused on what's in front of them, which was a buyer inquiry. I saw right. you unmuted, and Tony. Just, anything to add there? Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right because sometimes they don't understand buyer's agent, seller's agent. It can be both uh, on that. And I yep. get that from even new agents, new agents that are just starting classes. I get that a lot. Are, you know, can you be a buyer's agent and a seller's agent in your company? So these are people that are getting into real estate. They're learning a little bit in classes and uh, are saying that too. So they, they're not even sure. So don't just assume that the public knows this. That's right. That's right. But so critical. Ask your buyer leads if they have a home to sell. The other piece of advice I want to give for how to get listings is when to ask. I think that unfortunately, a lot of agents get trapped in this um, thought process where they feel like, oh, well, I have to sell them a house first. That is not the case, guys. You need to be asking for referrals throughout the process. Now, obviously, you don't want to become that annoying person who's always just asking, taking, taking, taking. You know, we always say you want to make three deposits be before you take out a, with a withdrawal. So as agents, and Tony, you and I talk about this all the time, we come from a place of giving, serving. How can we help you? But, re but remember, it's okay to take a, a withdrawal out occasionally too. So, you know, every third appointment, not that you're you know, like marking it on your dashboard saying, oh, well, this is my third appointment with Tony. It's time for me to ask him uh, for referrals. But keep in mind, it's okay to take out withdrawals throughout the process. So if you've been working with, with some buyers and you've really developed a good rapport with them through this very difficult seller's market, there's nothing wrong with asking for referrals throughout the process. Uh, and, oh, and, that's, and that's a very simple script, right, Tony? You say, hey, Tony, oh, we've yeah. been working together for five weeks now. Just curious, do you know anyone else who might be buying or selling this, this year? Right. And, and, and this is happening is that we're finding agents spending a lot more time with buyers because there's offers that offers and offers and not getting accepted and waiting and for new ones. So it's taking some buyers longer to find the right house or never even finding it that. And the buyers are seeing how much hard your work for free, you know? <laughs> so here they might feel obligated, like, Oh, Tony's asking me for something. And I've been spending, you know, a month and a half with them. We wrote, written 10 offers and, and why not give them a few names? I got to pay back a little bit, especially if you have people um, that are business people that are self-employed that own businesses or other salespeople, they understand this, you know, <laughs> they understand how this works, but if you don't ask, they might not think about it or, or think you don't want any, <laughs> that could be too. So as expected, Tony, we spent the majority of our time talking about talking with people you already know. Okay. And that was by design. I do want to mention now in the last couple of minutes that we have here talking to people that we don't know. Okay. And, and that would be buying data from services like Red X, Land Voice, Property Radar, and making outbound calls or knocking on doors, sending letters. You know, there's a, there's a whole other segment of the business, which is a bunch of people that we don't know. And that's, we have to reach out to those people as well. I believe that 
as an agent, you should have a mix that you should be talking to people that you know, of course, but you should also mix in some people that you don't know. And how much of those you do, how many hours you spend lead generating is going to be very telling in what your business looks like throughout the year. So just in, in closing here in the last minute or two, let's throw out some people that we don't know who we can be reaching out to. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus on listings and how to speak with these people, you know, how, how we can actually uh, role play script, you know, uh, how, what that call sounds like. So I already mentioned non-owner occupieds. And, and I know that uh, my phone rings off the hook text. I get calls all the time because I own properties. Jason, you probably do too. Hey, uh, Mike, I see you own this property at 123 Main Street. You know, would you like a cash offer on it? Like it, it, it's almost driving me mad. But at the same time, these are folks who are interested in selling. Just today, I got an email from a client who said, Mike, I'm thinking about liquidating six of my, my rental properties. So yes, that came from my sphere. And hopefully I'm doing a good job protecting my sphere and, and staying in touch with, with them. I think I am. But, you know, that is someone who, if I weren't doing a good job staying in touch with him, if an agent reached out to him and said, hey, Jacob, I see you own some rental properties in the Cleveland area. Did you know that prices are at an all-time high and many investors are choosing to sell right now to cash out of those investments? Do you have any interest in selling any of your properties? The answer would probably be yes. So non-owner occupied, another, another great source of, of, of business. Um, we also can, with... Um, Something like Property Radar, this is a great system. If you guys don't know about it, yes, Red X, Land Voice, all those existing systems are out there. Property Radar is a really cool system that allows you to dig deep into demographics. So you could actually put in age and how long they've been in their home and how much equity they have to sort out people like what we call super seniors, people over 70 who've been in their home for a long time and actually make those calls. And maybe that script sounds a little different. It might be, I'll use you as the example, Tony, not that you're a super senior yet, but it might go something like, like this. Hey, Tony, it's Mike from Century 21. Uh, I noticed that you've uh, been in your home for a while, just calling to see if you are thinking about making a move anytime soon as prices are at an all time high. You know, just something simple like that. It's a great script to use on super seniors, move up buyers, all those different kinds of people that we don't know. No, that's great. No, I like all of that. And it just, again, like you said, five to seven years. So if you could really keep track of where, where people are, I know there's agents that keep track of listings. You know, you could check what sold. You could go on the MLS and see <laughs> what sold seven years ago. Uh, you could keep your own database and I don't know any offhand, but there are some services that will, will actually do that for you. Do you know any offhand, Mike, that will do the data for you? Like everybody that's lived in their house seven to 10 years in a certain neighborhood or, or city. So the only one I know that can get that in depth is property radar. If you use Red X, Land Voice, those tend to be a little bit more generic as far as the data that they provide. Uh, but property radar is amazing. Uh, you could get down to, hey, I want only people that have at least 50% equity in their homes. And that's, you can actually sort those people out. So really great source of data. Uh, we are over time, Tony, and I know I want to keep keep going here, but the next couple of weeks here, I'm going to get into specifically some great scripts and dialogues that you can use with, with people. Uh, you know, I think we covered Sphere pretty well in this one, but next week, I really want to get into uh, calling for sale by owners. That's another source we didn't talk about. So we'll hit for sale by owners. I think that as the market shifts and gets back into balance, we'll actually start seeing something 
a lot of agents are going to say, what's this, but an expired listing, you know, we don't see too many of those right now, but you know, how, how do you call expires? A lot of agents have never done this. So as listings start to expire, these are great sources because we already know they, they want to sell. So for sale by owners, expires, non-owner occupied, move up buyers and super seniors. Those are the scripts we're going to go over here in the next couple of weeks and help you guys all get more listings in 2022. A lot of fun. Thank you, Mike. All right, guys. Have a great week. I'll hang out for a minute if anyone has questions. Otherwise, see you next week. Have a good day.